Welcome to this week's Flash Flashcast with me, your reluctant host, Lisa Schmeiser, with me, <laughs> equally reluctantly, R.F.L. Mozilak. Hey, what's up, Speed Force? And Tony Sindelar. Is it Tony Sindelar, or is it a Speed Force ghost that just looks like Tony Sindelar saying, hello, nerds? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saying, saying it angrily, meanly. Yeah. Um, and so tonight we're going to be talking about the most recent episode wherein a bunch of guest stars made us long for the good old days in many cases and wonder what the show is doing now with its gloomy dour <laughs> And um, basically the only segment we're going to do tonight is is called... Huh. All right. So Phil Nozlak is going to kick us off with the 45 second recap of this episode. If we're lucky, it's not 45 seconds of us going, huh. And then we'll get into what we just watched and what we think it means and whether or not we got any joy out of it. Uh, Phil, I'm going to count you down in approximately five seconds. You ready? Ready. All right. Ready. Five, four, three, two. Go. Wally is gone now, so it's time to go visit the Speed Force and visit three ghosts of Christmas past, Thon, Snark, and Ronnie. Iris worries about the future and her potential marriage. The Speed Force wants to sacrifice, so enter Jay Garrick to pay the price for not being a critical character. Wally is saved all in one episode, like I called. Jesse Quick fights Savitar, learns that it's just a suit and a soft nugget of a man inside can be hurt. Barry breaks up with Iris in order to save her. Done. <laughs> wow, that was that was a flat thirty seconds. Nice. That's that wow. was oh, yeah. I, I called it in the Slack uh-huh. and I proved it now. Mm. Fact. Yeah, yeah. That's the, you deliver. And uh, like you said, this episode had basically the ghosts of uh, seasons past, where when Barry is trapped in the Speed Force, first he runs into Eddie, who points out that awful an awful lot of people have sacrificed their lives for the greater good, so that you know Barry could undo a screw up. And um, we see Ronnie, who points out that, um, again, he sacrificed his life for the greater good and thus deprived Caitlin of what one presumes is a healthy, happy family. Did, did you notice um, how the Speed Force was very flexible at for, or inflexible, then flexible? Like, we can't let you do anything because you lied to us. But yeah. if you're only going to get Wally, then you just have to go through those doors. Yeah. And maybe they were like trying to test his character where they're like, okay, you are really sentimental and we hate that you had feelings after somebody killed your dad, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, so there was the Ronnie um, business where we saw the Caitlin who could have been happy, but won't be. Um, and she has a daughter, which, you know, interesting echoes down that timeline. Cause who knows what that mother daughter relationship would have been like. And then, um, as Barry goes in to rescue, um, Wally, who is continuously reliving the moment his mother died. Um, Leonard Snart, AKA Captain Cold shows up and just choose the scenery. It is, it was literally the only part of the episode where I was like, Oh, this is fun. And it pointed out a couple critical things. And the first is, um, Almost every other villain kind of pales in comparison Come uh, when, when you contrast that with the fine Parma ham that is the, Wentworth, that is the Wentworth Miller performance and how fun it was and how you had a sense that it was Barry up against a, an equal, you know, one of those 
in another life, we could have been friends kind of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest are just kind of paled by comparison. And then the second thing it points out is um, that 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 really we, we all just need more Captain Cold in our life in some capacity. He's goosing two series at this point between this and him showing up as um, him showing up in a, in a, in a um, capacity that may be vaguely spoilerific. So I won't reveal it, but him showing up in a capacity in Legends of Tomorrow as well. I mean, he's he's turning into a utility player for this universe. Mm-hmm. But but um, it was just what I thought was really frustrating was the entire episode is supposed to be about Barry. All of these people sacrifice themselves for the greater good. And you continue to try to change the flow of history for you. And, you know, when Barry's finally accepting this and he's finally accepting that he's no longer the fastest man on earth and all of that. Along comes Jay Garrick. All, oh, I'll sacrifice myself for you, Barry. Go do what you're meant to do. And I'm like, this yeah, I, I feel like that was everything. <laughs> What were we supposed to learn from that? Um, Nothing. Yeah. It was called a cheat. Yeah. Just like last week, a cheat. <sighs> yeah. This undoes everything. So I, I was like, did I just sit through an entire episode for for to why? And, and even the Jay Garrick you know, sacrifice, like, even uh-huh. they were like, no, we'll throw Savitar back and we'll get him out. And like, and that'll be okay yeah. by the end. In like, give us five episodes, people. He'll be saved, too. It's no, it's it's just a temporary sacrifice. There are no, yeah. you know. Don't get worried, even though it seemed well, like a big deal. Because you can't have Jesse Quick actually doing a job that Jay Garrick does on Earth 3 mm-hmm. for very long. Yeah. I guess not. Yeah, I, I don't know why you... I mean, I guess for conservation of characters, but why do you go to Earth 3 to get a speedster instead of just uh, sending Jesse Quick in? I, I don't know. It Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not... Not good. I don't. Well, Jesse Quick was too busy punching HR this week, which uh, was was pretty fun. Yeah, eh, but, I don't know. I mean, I, um, I I like Wentworth Miller a lot, but that it was it was not yeah. enough to salvage this episode for me in any way. No, no, yeah. it was like I said, it was the only really fun part. Um, it just made the other parts daughter- seem so much less fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. And although although my daughter greatly enjoyed the punching sequence mm-hmm. where she's like, "Wow, Girl Flash is cool," and I was like, "Her name is Jesse Quick," and she's like, "No, that's Girl Flash." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, there you go." Um, yeah. No, the whole Jesse Quick and Wally, I love you, and I was like, that kind of came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and you know, I, it's like it's like the writers are just mashing together Barbie dolls. You love each other now. You love each other, and. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah. There's just a whole lot of sense of squandered potential. Like it would have been really interesting if Barry had been in the Speed Force for three episodes, and in the first one he has to deal with Eddie, and Eddie has to point out, "I sacrificed myself," and you were happy about it because you know it cleared the way with Iris, or you know I had nothing but good faith, and you weren't operating in that, and I chose to do this, and this is what happened. I mean, I liked the meaner. Eddie, mm-hmm. you know, because he was such an amiable golden retriever of a dude in series one. And I like the meaner Eddie, but I would have liked to have seen Barry really reckon with um, each of his ghosts, as it were, or rather each of these discussions with the Speed Force. Because at this point, we still don't know what the Speed Force is about, you know, other than they're 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 kind of a petty little bitch. And <laughs> uh, I and, do have yeah. one one thing that I got on Twitter. Our uh, chief mm-hmm. audiologist. Um, uh-huh. brought out a very poignant part, which is, uh-huh. so everything inside the Speed Force is a test, uh, mm-hmm. but the Speed Force can take Barry's power anytime it wants. Yeah. 
So do you think this episode is a preview of that, where the Speed Force is saying if you're not careful? Or... Oh, come If they took his p- power away, it's going to be solved in an episode. <laughs> which I just, you know, look, I, I have to go on precedent. Mm-hmm. Mm, I just true. I don't I don't even really get I don't get I don't get the underlying point of this episode because the the thing that Barry walks away from is the like I have to do everything on my own it's like that, but doesn't that never work isn't like your whole strength in your team like I thought that was how how are you guys I, I mean is the is the yeah, thing where the like the next episode he's gonna be like oh no the whole point is the team but like I'm not buying yeah. it no when the speed force is like look people sacrifice themselves all the time as part of teamwork and his his takeaway is oh I alone yeah. you know you're like it's I mean like the, the, it, it almost borderline on the Empire Strike Back moment where yeah. the entire team could break off and completely leave and do their own thing and that mm-hmm. would allow Barry to be on his own but we can't do that. Because you got to break up with your girlfriend and for, for reasons, slash. yeah, for that reasons. That was just a weird. That, yeah, yeah it, I mean, it seemed like, that was just a weird breakup. Yeah, too. it seemed like that. I don't know. They, did, I don't think they they put the time into setting that up in a way that was going to work for people. Um, yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I mean, this season has really um, challenged my uh, affection for the show because mm. yes, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because the joyfulness of You're season one. You're not alone. One, You're not alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The joyfulness of season one is gone. They're making complications that make no sense. Characters acted out of character this week, too. I mean, we know that Jessie is smart. She's like genius level smart, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, the best idea she can come up with is I'm going to hold a piece of Savitar's scimitar. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to hold a piece of Savitar Scimitar and find him. And then when he's ready to choke me out, I'm going to ask HR for, I'm going to ask known over caffeinated idiot HR for help. Um, And really, really somebody who's got like three PhDs or whatever, and had already dealt with one evil speedster is, is going to be like that, that dumb. Mm -hmm. Also, she had to get, she had to get the soft nougat center. (laughs) And the very, I thought the worst was the very awkward writing her out for a couple episodes where it's like, you have to go to Earth 3 and cover Flash Judy's yeah. there. And it's like, uh, <laughs> like there's an impending this, big crisis on Earth 1 where Iris might die. And there's this guy that's like the god of speed. Maybe we should keep yeah. every speedster we know hanging around here until this is locked down. Um, yeah, like go ask Gypsy to collect a couple extras yeah, for you. I, I mean, mean, I'm sure she'll be back soon. But it's more like we, yeah. we, we I mean, it's clear they don't really know what to do with this many speedsters and so they have to keep coming yeah. up with reasons why there's not more yeah. than one at any time like i mean the the other episode where it's like she's looking at a ring and i'm like there's a building on fire <laughs> um yeah. you know but it's like, well, but like we need maybe, there to maybe be it's two. like the limitations of the cgi budget or something where like we can only show so many like we only have three treadmills you know, set up in like, vancouver so we can't have more yeah. than two speedsters at the time <laughs> You know what? Make there be two fires on other sides of the town, and then you'd only have to focus on yeah. one. It's you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it just it just feels like they don't yeah. know what to do with all these people that they've uh, thrown into their yeah. headquarters here. Um, no, and, and you know, and 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 I think when a show's got a really strong first season, the the challenge that's set out for the show is maintaining the elements that drew people to it while also keeping it fresh and interesting so that people don't get bored. Um, but this season it's just like the air it's like arrow light or something you know where it's we're dark and we're broody and everybody's got personal lives that are screwed up and or thwarted and mm-hmm. 
that's not why I watched The Flash. I watched The Flash because I liked watching people who genuinely enjoyed trying to make a difference in the world, not people who, like, mope around constantly and then deal with somebody who is, like, cosplaying a pile of forks it's just let's let's not let's not pile on too hard on on people who mope in general i mean my one of my favorite comic book character is batman but what i enjoy about the flash is how barry (laughs) allen is not bruce wayne um bruce wayne uh really needs to see somebody uh barry allen perseveres (laughs) so um, well that's that's why they're friends right is because you know Barry sees something in Bruce and reaches out to him and is his, you know, and collaborates with him when mm-hmm. necessary and, and, and keeps, keeps it up. You know, he keeps being a teammate and Batman can, can, Batman can admire that mm-hmm. and respond is, to that, right? Is Barry a big, big liar? <laughs> or just a little liar? <laughs> like in general or in the comic yeah. books? Or? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to go to comics because they're already yeah. way off pace <laughs> on that one. So only what yeah. I'm seeing now. Is he lying by omission, or is he just just a liar in general at this point? <laughs> I think Barry believes whatever Barry whatever is flying out of his mouth. But so, at this point, I'm seriously beginning to doubt his ability to uh, to, to 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 accept that actions have consequences. So he's standing. Like he, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I mean, that is that yeah. they're kind of hitting us over the head with it again and again, which is like. It's it's what we were shown in like the first or second episode where you know you can break the coffee mm-hmm. cup and then you put it back together but it's still going to leak right it's your yeah. actions have consequences yeah. and uh, all of your changing things also has consequences maybe stop monkeying yeah. with the timeline um, but they're still going to monkey with the timeline <laughs> monkey monkey <laughs> yeah monkeys apes huh but like I mean honestly at this point like I, I feel like if you're gonna have things in the speed force were approaching you they should have Grodd at some mm. point like they, they couldn't have a gorilla just psych- 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 psychically berating him but they're I was out, thinking there's an awful money for there's, that stuff they, yeah. Grodd but like, it's there, all there's an awful lot of babies that don't get born as a result of Barry Allen <laughs> messing around with the space time continuum mm. <laughs> and I think it's notable that Caitlin only gets to be happy when when you know in, in alternate universes like you know, in this one, she's she's doomed to wear two short skirts and way too much makeup to the office. I, I really I, hate. Ha- I, I hate how they style the character. All right, mm-hmm. let's just go back to Caitlyn in the Speed mm-hmm. Force. Like, yeah. seriously, using the uh, "Mommy's gonna buy you a mockingbird." I mean, mm-hmm. it's creepy, yeah, but I mean. Does the Speed Force have to be creepy? It just doesn't make. It's just like really. They've got I mean, a lot of rights. It's kind of, you know they've yeah, got. Yeah, uh, Hunter Zolomon. Hunter Zolomon, who is distinct from being a wraith, but we have to make sure. I like where Barry yeah. actually says Hunter Zolomon to make it clear that it's like it's like you guys said that because you weren't sure if people would understand that it wasn't different than the wraith that we just saw because it's basically another yeah. wraith. Um, nice. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, they had to because yeah. I didn't see yeah. it at first. I was like, "Oh, it's another." It's also and, it's just CGI. Yeah. Hunter Zolomon. It's not yeah. the actor, uh, and, and it's not. And strangely, <laughs> it's not Zoom. Right? It's the, the yeah. scary zombie version of Zoom from the that we yeah. his last appearance. Um, oh, mm-hmm. speaking of continuity issue, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Barry drops his um, little tether to the Nether Realm into yeah. Black Flash. Well, I'm going to call Black mm-hmm. Flash. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't. Does that? That didn't make any sense to me. I'm not a, I'm then, not a dream scientist. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make I, sure. I, think, I didn't know if anybody was. Are you trying was. to figure out how Jay got there? Or, no, no, or, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I, he takes his emblem off of his chest and slaps mm-hmm. Black Flash with it. Now, mm-hmm. why does that do it? I watched it. I did watch it twice. Um, mm-hmm. 
pity me. Um, but mm, it yeah. looks as though that blew up with him, but maybe not. Because the next scene, he's wearing his emblem. Oh, well, he's got a backup emblem. Mm. He's, he's okay. a superhero. Oh, good enough. Or maybe, enough. maybe things are different in the Speed Force, That's too. Because, you know, all, they have, like, they have, you know. It's it's all like a manifestation, and it's just Barry's weak, feeble, three-dimensional human mind that mm-hmm. has to see things a certain way. And maybe Barry is not thinking, hey, shouldn't that emblem have gone yeah. away when I... You know what? <laughs> Again, I remember I'm, I'm not a dream scientist. And so, thinking that I mean, was that's... dumb, and it was not even yeah. on my like top ten list of things I did not care for about this episode. <laughs> I had to yeah, get <laughs> Well, it, okay, so I feel like we should actually rein it back a little okay. bit, just because... Um, one of the core values, not values, but like one of the core traits with most incomparable podcasts is we can grab about stuff, but we're usually talking about something because we genuinely love it or we're enthusiastic about it. So um, rather than have this whole podcast be a big me um, bummer of an episode, why don't we each offer one to three things that we think could help this show get its groove back and why we liked watching it to begin with? All right, I'm ready. Like if like if you could sit like if you could sit down the writer's staff and like duct tape Greg Berlanti to a chair and and refuse to let him go until he agreed to your demands, like what are the one to three things you would do, Tony? Uh you gotta make it fun again. And I have a lot of hopes mm-hmm. because our next episode is the Music Meister episode. Oh, God. That I've been waiting for, <laughs> for like, a while. I was, wa- I, I, I was waiting for the groan from Phil, and he didn't um, disappoint. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, make it fun again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, I'm just, mm-hmm. I, it's sad that, like, I feel like every superhero mm-hmm. story right now is about brooding, brooding super, superheroes yeah. that may or may not have secrets and or heavy weights on their hearts and or, you know, crisis mm-hmm. of conscience. And they're, they're just, it's, there's only so many ways you can tell that story, and unfortunately, we're getting a lot of them right now, and... Some of them are told well, and some of them are not, and this one is not great. So I'm yeah. I'm sad about brooding superheroes. I want to be happy about happy superheroes. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else, or is just make it fun the the top fun thing on your list? Fun is the top of my list in all caps, and it's got it's underlined. Mm-hmm. Nice. Italicized. Nah, just nah. Mm-hmm. We'll save that for later. <laughs> all right. All right. Samos, what about you? What are your um, one to three recommendations? Okay. Look. I'm, I'm since Tony went ahead and name dropped his favorite superhero. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and name drop mine, Daredevil. And mm-hmm. so, if I took that <laughs> as my through point, I would say, look, Daredevil has a real job. Barry apparently mm-hmm. has a real job. I'd love to see Barry doing that job as it is applying to solving crimes and doing things. That would be great. And mm-hmm. just applying the, just a, a, a real narrow, I, well, no, I don't want narrow. I want a little bit of a, um, a medium margin of, let's see what these people are like in their real day-to-day lives and act as if they actually are doing those mm-hmm. jobs. Like Joe is a cop. He can make plans. Mm-hmm. He can solve crimes. He can help. Uh, that yeah. would be fantastic. I also think we can have a mass death. I don't like a bunch of flashes running around. I think it's dumb. I think it's uh-huh. beyond the point of the pale. And I don't. It dilutes look, the flash brand. It, 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 it absolutely mm-hmm. dilutes it because then you, mm-hmm. you end up with like things like in the DC universe, like Super Dog. I can see his flash dog name. coming Thank down you. line. He has a name. His name is Crypto. All right, Crypto. All right, all right, easy. Don't, don't, don't think I don't know these things. I, I'm just... I'm, well, 
But I have to put them in a negative spin, Tony. You I understand. We don't have to make it. I'm not making it nice. You're, just, you're using well, it as a Green Lantern Corps. At some point, the, at some point, the Green Lantern Corps crosses over the event horizon into just sheer lunacy, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, of course, there's a floating goldfish bullhead that's right. on Green Lantern. Why we, wouldn't we can't, there be? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I absolutely concur with Tony on why did we love the show because it was fun. But if you're not going to go with the fun anymore, if that's over with, season one's over, guys. Now it's now. Yeah. Let's go ahead and dive into just a mild sense of realism. If Iris is a journalist, let's show her journaling. You know, whatever the, the <laughs> verb is. Yeah. You know what yes. I'm saying? Reporting is the verb usually. Well, Reporting. depending. I, I, I deal in alternative methods and alternative mm. facts. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, so is it my turn to make yeah. recommendations? It is your turn. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, all right, so, all right, the limit I'm going to set for myself here is I need to make recommendations that haven't been made before. Mm-hmm. And we've done some pretty broad, I, sprawling ones, making making things tricky. Yeah. Make them tiny. Just, just take your three-inch brush <laughs> and brush mm-hmm. some broad strokes. Yeah. I think that the show could... Um, back out of the brooding and grim corner by shifting protagonists, shifting focus, um, where instead of everybody playing supporting roles to the Barry Allen character, like you have a season where we focus on Wally West as a speedster and, you know, him going through the, the joyful process of discovery or whatever, or you have a, or, or even this crazy, you could have a season where Jesse Quick is, you know, the, the, the primary focus. And again, it would be kind of fun because she's a girl making her way in the world and it's not even her world um, or what have you. So you could do that. I, I think shifting the perspective would open the door again to more fun and you could still keep up with like your developments because Barry can sulk in the background or what have you. Um, <laughs> he can brood even those big brown eyes batting away. Um, so yeah, I think shifting perspectives around would be really interesting and it also keeps the show flexible because then it's not about, you know, ex-superhero and the constantly expanding cast of characters we've had to introduce to keep things interesting. It's about the central premise, which is being a Flash is fun. You have a built-in crew of, of, of people to hang with, and you take genuine joy in your work. Um, so that's a way That's a way to do that. Uh, the second thing I would do is I would actually hire writers who are interested in writing the female characters. Because, again, we're, we're in year three of this problem. It still hasn't been solved. If anything, it's gotten more ridiculous. Um, and while I'm thrilled to see a 50% gain in semi-regular female characters, um, that doesn't solve the underlying problem, which is their motivations are vague and murky at best. They're usually just, you know, supportive accessories to the, the other plot lines. I, I just like that. I would like to see it change. And finally, I would slow down the pace of the storytelling. Uh, we've complained about this before, but it's really hard to get all worked up about the impact of some action when you know it's going to be reversed before the next commercial break or when you know it's going to be reversed within an episode. There is no reason why the Flashpoint thing shouldn't have chewed up half a season. Yeah, I um, totally agree. I was thinking about yeah. that today. Like, Remember, like... I, I, for some reason, I think it was I was it was when they were in the breach room. I immediately it evoked mm-hmm. for some reason to me Battlestar Galactica, and yeah. Battlestar like you would have these problems that would last an entire season, but like it was you didn't hear about it every episode. It was it, yeah, it was it was interesting that way, and that would have also been a great way like. Or like you said, remember Barry broke his back. Like that would have been an excellent way to rotate in speedsters and more importantly, like shift the perspective of the show. 
I hate to keep bringing up Legends of Tomorrow because it's getting embarrassing. <laughs> but like when they did the when they did the intro from the perspective of the villains, like and flipped uh, uh, wait, it around. Are you, you're talking about the Legion of Doom episode, like the episode yes. that kill, kills all other episodes? Not that I've ever seen any other. <laughs> you're among yeah, friends but, here, but Phil. Yeah, they, oh. All right, but I'm yeah, they, they they did the Legion of Doom episode where it was the Legion of Doom doing the introduction instead of the Legends of Tomorrow crew, and they did the whole they did the series from the per, they did that episode from the perspective of the people in Legion of Doom, and I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought that was a great way to put a fresh lens on the show and more importantly to make you invested in that side of the story. And one of the problems that we've had, I think, with villains in season two and season three is that we get these, I'm a monster. Ooh, I'm so powerful. Ooh, I speed around a lot. Ooh, I know the speed force. And who cares? Who cares? You're a CGI thing with a bad voice. Um, whereas, like, the reason I think that Yobard Thawne worked so well in season one is because we were encouraged to invest in his story. And even when we knew we didn't know the whole story and we just knew that, oh, Wells is a duplicitous SOB, like there was so much shade and nuance there that it really made all the reveals powerful. And he it was shows a psychological you all the threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he was also someone where you could kind of understand where he was coming from. By Do you the remember end of it, where he's like, I think it was like two episodes where they know he is the reverse flash and they're still working with him to like, you know, do hero stuff. And it's like, that that feels like a different show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would definitely slow down the pace. I would, I would switch out perspectives. I think it would actually do all of the other characters good too, because I imagine that Iris as seen through Wally's eyes is a much different character than Iris as seen through Barry's eyes. And it would be fun to see how Jesse handles an earth where all the cultural reference are just slightly off because we don't know what else is off. We don't know about gender relations. We know about race relations. We don't know about like, you know, is any of that stuff. And to watch her have these kind of subtle reminders that, Oh yeah, she's, she's on a totally different world with its own cultural norms. That would, that would be a show I would love to watch. And there's no reason why that can't be the flash. And there's no reason why you can't like in theory, the strength of an ensemble show should be that everybody on the ensemble's perspective is important and gives you the opportunity to tell stories from different angles. And I wish the show would take advantage of that. I think that's a great, great point you just made, which is this is at its core an ensemble cast. At least they've Mm -hmm. made it that way. I don't know if it was originally built to be that way, but you're right. I mean, again, I go to any other ensemble um, storyline, and they always, you know, have episodes that are linked to not the main character. Yeah. yeah and if they're all heroes, then then give them the hero treatment, you know? Well, Jake <laughs> so, Eric is a hero yeah. among heroes, all because he yeah. sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. Boy, that and was well, terrible. That'll be on. And what <sighs> was his greatest uh, piece of information to uh, Barry? You know, how do I beat Savitar? Just do what you the, do best, Barry. Yes. Be the best runner, marathon it. Be, and, be the Flash. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he says to somebody trapped in the speed for it. Uh, mm. It was just... I feel yeah. bad. All right. You know what? All right. I was I was feeling good about what this show could be a minute ago. So let's just let us actually end the episode on that up note. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So next week might be a little Speaking bit of notes. Tricky. Musical notes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was going to say next week might be logistically tricky because, Mose, I understand you're actually leaving the state in an effort to avoid this episode. Well, it, 
It just so happens I've been trying to keep this in the back of my mind, and I didn't really mm-hmm. realize it until now. And so I feel really kind of like a weight has been lifted. <laughs> I will actually be <laughs> in Minnesota mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. The, in the land of the ice and snow, we will see if I can be here mm-hmm. or not. If not, okay. I know mm-hmm. that there are a few people who would be fantastic, and I know all of you out there who mm-hmm. listen would love to hear me gripe, moan, or be amazingly happy as Tony <laughs> uh-huh. would love me to be. be let it happy. let it let it into your heart. I mean, uh, assuming right. it's a good episode. If it's not, like keep it at a distance. So, you so know. Yeah. And, and what I what I may just do is mm-hmm. if I can't be here, I will somehow put in into the back of the show, I will put mm-hmm. my own feel of the show yes i will monologue the hell out of it nice because (laughs) if you sing your monologue you get extra points yeah i'll do it in fact i i I feel like that should be like a member special where we're like you know you don't get to find out what moe's thinks about this episode unless you pony up for membership and we'll put it done deal okay here's the thing i will Uh i will sing what i think if I can't make, if I can't, all right, should, should, should I just say I can't make the show now? So members, if you want to see yeah. what I think, I have, to, I will sing it for you in the members only section. Oh, this is going to be so done. Great. Done. That's okay, it. There we go. Wow. All right. So here we go. Arla just, uh, see, this is the thing is we work together as a team, the three of us, and we iron out all our challenges. Um, let this be a metaphor for people um, on the show. Um <laughs> This is me wrapping up the Flashcast. I was Lisa Schmeiser, and with me tonight were Phil Mozalak. I may sing to you. And Tony Sintelar. Peace out, nerds. <laughs> okay, good night. <laughs> uh-